Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Trap Game Podcast. It is October 10th, fresh off one more week of a little uh, sabbatical for me and Chris. Um, you know, life just got in the way, but we're back. Yes, sir. You know, we still did give out our super locks last week. We are now 7-1. and one. Um, Yeah, I mean, Chris is flexing on them right now. It's it's feeling good. I mean, we are on a heater. Like, I don't think I've ever been on a heater. Big Dick Chris is in the building. Big Dick Chris is in the building. We are going to give out super locks today. But real quick, before we get to our picks, we need to go over a couple things, right? First of all, the Lakers up 3-2 on the Heat in the finals. Now, everyone was saying that this was the easiest finals ever. The easiest. The easiest finals ever. It should have been like the Bucks and the Lakers. That's what everyone thought it was. Exactly. Be Bucks, Lakers, Bucks, Lakers. But right now, it is the Miami Jimmy Butlers. That dude and is the putting the team. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero has been doing good. But I mean, Jimmy Butler is averaging like 40 points a game right now. Like, just is ridiculous, this guy. Now, do you think. The Miami Heat can force a Game 7. Yeah, they got the momentum. They're running with it right now. They've won two straight. I mean, the Lakers lost in their can't-lose-Mamba jerseys. Right. Well, they lost. LeBron apparently can't lead the team to finish it out. You know what I mean? I They might choke this away. They definitely could. And I've been, and not just me, but there's a lot of people saying that if you get past LeBron and Anthony Davis, this team is so thin. It's trash. Yeah, so if you don't have these guys, um, you know, putting up 35 a game, a piece in the same game, like, every team is in it against them. So the way that the Heat are playing, I would not be shocked if the Heat take this to Game 7 and can push it and even win it at this point. Because like you said, they have all the momentum on their side. There's so much doubt in the Lakers' head right now. And Jimmy Butler is a man on a mission. So for all you geniuses that were saying that this was the easiest finals of all time. Gentlemen, sweet. They just right. let them get one. Right, right. I mean, you guys obviously haven't watched a lot of basketball, but... We'll, uh, we'll move on. Don't really want to dwell on that too much. I can't wait for the finals to be over, honestly. Um, it makes it makes work a freaking nightmare. But uh, yeah, All you Lakers fans are going to be chill. I was kind of afraid, like, what's, what's going to happen in Las Vegas last night if the Lakers won? I, dude, like, the thing is with Lakers fans, and it's so funny because the other day I w- there was a ton of Raiders fans. At Top Golf, watching the Raiders game. Whenever okay. the Raiders are home, they come in deep. Yeah, which is cool. You know, I, I don't, I don't hate that. But I was watching it, and a few years ago, I even said this: like when the Warriors were at the peak of basketball, probably one of the greatest teams to ever be assembled, and the Lakers were probably one of the worst teams to ever be assembled. I said that the second the Lakers become relevant again, everyone is going to jump off the Warriors bandwagon and start dick riding the Lakers again. And what happened? I see all these Raiders fans cheering on the Lakers like they haven't been the biggest Warriors fans for the last five years. Brand new jerseys. Brand new jerseys. Everyone's acting like LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been on the team for years. 
I'm sorry, but if you're from California and you're a sports fan, you're a phony. An absolute freaking phony. And segueing into that, let's talk about baseball real quick. The A's, once again, can't get it done against the Astros. The Yankees, once again, can't get it done. I mean... I was I was upset, but after Garrett Cole came out of the game, the writing was on the wall that the Yankees were not going to win that game anymore. He came out in the sixth inning because Randy Arozarena, who is like apparently the second coming of Mike Trout, dude almost hit a home run. Brett Gardner robbed him. And I'm like, okay, like we have a chance here. But then he takes Garrett Cole out. The rest is history. Chapman is known for giving up big home runs and big spots, and he did it again against this freaking little idiot that was a minor league player his entire career, then comes in and hits a home run. But you know what it is? It is what it is. And I would have loved, loved to see a Yankees Astros repeat. But at this point, it's like I want the Braves to win so bad. So bad. Because, like, the Rays are acting a little bit too big for their britches right now. I think they're going to get blown away by the offense of the Astros. And I really hope the Braves do that to the Dodgers. Dude, the Dodgers look so scary. I know. They made San Diego look so pedestrian. Besides that one game. Right. Because I think it was, like, game two. Right. San Diego almost they gave them a scare. But the Dodgers look so ridiculously good right now. I hope the Braves can figure it out and, and beat them. But if I if I had to bet on it, I mean, how do the Dodgers lose think, to any of these teams? I think the difference between the Padres and the Braves is that the Braves have a little bit better pitching and a little bit better bullpen. Yeah, they brought in Clevenger over to San Diego. Right. But like you can tell, as soon as the bullpen came out, that's when the Dodgers came out. I saw something that the Braves have like a .58 ERA throughout the 60-game regular season, which is ridiculous. Right. So if the starters can get the game to the bullpen and they have a lead, then yeah, like anything is possible at this point. But yeah, like I will be so upset if I have to watch the Astros and Dodgers again. <laughs> like I want, a, I want different teams in there. And like say the Astros win it all. Okay, God forbid these fucking cheaters win it all. Can we give them as much shit anymore? No. See, I think you can. And I think you can just because these guys are obviously so talented, even before the cheating and even after all this happened, these guys are still this good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like they thought they had to cheat to win, which makes it even worse. Like if you were – the Marlins from a couple years ago that won like 50 games. Right. I could see those guys cheating, but this this team was already good enough without the cheating to win a World Series, and now they're in a position to do it again. I I, I think I yeah, think it's even worse. It. I think it amplifies it even more. I can see that. That yeah. these guys are already so good without cheating and then took it just that step further – you already make a good team a fucking super team when they were cheating like that. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I hope that they get absolutely destroyed by the Rays. But, it, it, yeah, I just can't stand them. I think the Dodgers do win it all, but I hope the Braves win. That's where I'm at at this point. 
I know the the Dodgers are gonna win, but so were the Yankees. They were supposed to come in. It's supposed to be the Yankees this year. The Dodgers this year. The Dodgers will choke it away. They always choke it away. They'll keep Kershaw in too long. Uh, Urias will come in and and do something. They will choke it away. I can guarantee it. And he almost did it in Game 2 against the Padres. Yep. Gave up back-to-back home runs in the sixth inning. His downfall is always the seventh inning, so he was kind of starting to implode right. a little bit too early. Right. So I think that's what saved them. Um, and then that, that save by Bellinger oh, from Tatis. I mean, I, oh, I cried because I and, had the Padres. And can we talk about – did you see what they did after uh, – or it? No, well, at the pitcher. Uh, Brewster Gratterall, dude, acted like he had just won the fucking World Series. Right. That makes me hate, like, no team, like, I get it. It's a big play and a big spot, but this guy was acting like Bellinger just saved them the fucking World Series. Right. Like, I cannot stand how cocky this Dodgers team is. And not even just that. He didn't do it. He's the one who let up. Yeah, yeah. The home right. Run, He's right? the one that that happened. Right. He's the only reason. If Bellinger would have been a step off, that was a home run, a double. Yeah. You know, it was over. Yeah. But whatever. Like, I'm over it. I'm not watching baseball anymore <laughs> anymore yeah. this I'm year. Not Oh, man. It sucks. And there's obviously a lot of questions going into the offseason for the Yankees. Hopefully they can figure something out because it's always one part of the team that, like, first it was starting pitching. Then they go get Garrett Cole. Now it's – they can't stay – well, they haven't been able to stay healthy for, like, the last three years. Now it's they can't get big hits in big situations. It's it's just one thing after another. You need depth behind Garrett Cole because Masahiro Tanaka had a really bad playoffs for the first time in his career. And after that, you're like, okay, who are they throwing now? Right. Like, you had Garrett Cole and Tanaka, who are like your only two starters, really. Like, Montgomery had a good game, but even he only went four innings. You know what I mean? So, the Yankees need to figure some stuff out, or else their window is closing fast. And that's crazy to say with how young of a team they have. Like, Gary Sanchez, my God, is he awful. He lost to the he lost his job to a guy that was sitting in the minor leagues for 12 years. And Gary Sanchez, dude, I was so excited when, when Sanchez hit the scene, but man, I'm like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Right. The dude hits like a buck fifty. Yeah, he's gonna get you like twelve or fifteen home runs, but I obviously it's not enough. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's like you said, you guys live off home runs. That's it. You're not like a single double team stealing base here. You just got a bunch of big bruisers that if you're not the Bronx Bombers, then you're nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? And it shows. You put up one run. And, and can we talk about Stan at the top of the ninth uh, striking out without swinging? Striking yeah. out looking? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, well, you, okay. I gotta... You, you swing the bat there. I do have to defend him a little bit, and two of those three pitches were outside of the zone, and they were called for strikes. But to be fair, those were being called strikes all night. Yeah. And that was just like – it was not being it, – it, you can't use that as an excuse when it's being called on both sides. Right. And also, that freaking – I'm going to defend the Yankees a little bit here. They were getting bad calls against them all series long. All series long. Because even that little asshole, Brousseau, that hit the home run against Chapman, yeah. there was a 
fastball on the outside corner or on the outside edge that was being called a strike all night long. All night long. And of course, doesn't call it a ball. Then Chapman comes back in with the fastball. He hits the home run. So, and, and then, yeah, then you get Stanton up the next inning, calls the strike below below the zone, calls a strike on the outside of the zone that he called for uh, strike for Chapman literally the inning before. So it, it's annoying as it is and how it's called up being both sides. Those were being called strikes. You have to adjust. And yeah. the Yankees didn't adjust. And they got three hits and they lost. And that kind of, you know, that's what happens. But, uh... Yeah, enough about that. I had to just vent it out a little bit. Um, we will get in to week five picks. We've already had um, Thursday night football go on. The Bears beating the Buccaneers by twenty or twenty to nineteen. Um, Nick Foles beats the unbeatable Tom Brady. He is now two and zero against Tom Brady. He's the new kryptonite. He's he is the new, new kryptonite. Eli Manning. And apparently Tom Brady is his own kryptonite, knowing whether it's third or fourth down. I was J.R. Smith out there. That's who it was. <laughs> J.R. Smith snuck into the Buccaneers locker room in the fourth quarter right. and went out there, is what I've heard. I didn't watch the game. I was actually on a camping trip. Um, but yeah, I heard it was pretty bad. Just like the, like the rookie of most rookie mistakes. Just the awareness. And like I heard, I, I've seen videos and I've seen all this, like, Third period on, Tom Brady's just throwing the biggest temper tantrum, stomping his feet, yelling at his team, what the hell, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then you go out and do that at right. the end when you could have won the game. You don't even know what goddamn down it is, and you're Tom Brady. I don't know if it's if it's Tom Brady or if he just went to the Buccaneers and now it's like the Buccaneers is like, like Venom taking over him as a person and he doesn't he's just now he's not tom brady he's just a buccaneer you know what i mean like oh yeah he's just a oh, buccaneer yeah. now so regardless of how much talent's on that team they're always going to shoot themselves in the foot in right the shows. do you think belichick would have cut him after that belichick like like this year's tom brady he's just been like you know what it was a good run right but obviously you're getting old and decrepit and can't even remember what down it is anymore Get out of here. We'll sign Cam Newton for a mil. Probably. They probably would have, like, started Stidham a day. Right. And then been like, oh, Cam Newton joins the team. And then it's like, breaking news, Tom Brady released, you know? Yeah. Or traded to some team for, like, a kicker or, like, a, <laughs> you know, a water boy. A or bag something. of footballs or something. Right. <laughs> Deflated ones. Oh, insult to injury. But, uh. Yeah, but, anyways. Screw Tom Brady, screw the Bucks, screw Big Dick Nick. I'm glad he beat them, but I lost. Hey, and now loser. and now the Bears are four and one. Um, I you know what I hate about that? Everybody's like, oh, the Bears are going to the Super Bowl. No, the they are not. No, they're not. But I I agree I with mean, you there. But I don't even know who they played this year. But it was nobody halfway decent. No. No. This was the one team they played decent, and they messed up because Tom Brady is old as shit. And they've had a couple miracle comebacks, too. You're putting so, Big Dick Nick in? Yeah, well, that Trubisky, no, he hasn't had a, really a comeback yet like that. But, yeah, I mean, this won't last for the Bears. I can still see them making the playoffs. 
but they're definitely not as good as their record shows. No. <laughs> um, but we will get into the picks here, starting with the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is minus two. The over-under is 53.5. How do you have the Falcons favored in any game right now? This is what I've been looking at because I love the Panthers here. Yeah. Like, they came out and smoked the Cardinals, which I had the Cardinals. I, a lot of us did. Um, we'll get to that. The Falcons looked terrible against Green Bay. Yep. Was it Thursday night game or yeah. Monday night game? Yeah, which a lot of us had the Falcons there. Right. Because the, the line movement said to take the Falcons, and boy, were we wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I was I had the over I just needed one more touchdown. Like, it was the whole awesome. thing was just a sham. Um I don't I don't get it at all. I mean, the Falcons, if they don't win this game, I think that their coach is the next one out the door. They're gonna be the next Bill O'Brien. How has he not been out the door already? How does he not get fired after the freaking Patriots uh, Super Bowl? <sighs> I think and like, he still has survived this long. I think they see him as, okay, well, we almost won that game. If we didn't make a mistake, we would have won that game. He has us winning these games, and then we just implode when it counts the most. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe they're Tom Brady, and they you know, see him as a great, or it's the third period, or something else that he's not. And, you know, I, I don't know about this game. I think it's a, kind of a trap game. You're giving them two? Like I like the Carolina Panthers. They have they're two and two. Their offense is still clicking without Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. See, here's my thing though. Is it really a trap when I think the majority of people are gonna be on the Panthers here at the plus points? Yeah, because that's the thing. People are they're like, This is a gimme. Give me the Panthers all day. Oh, so you're okay. Give I me see the Panthers all day. You know what I mean? And then I, what I really like here is the over. I like the over 53.5. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game between the two. Both have shitty defenses. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take I, the Falcons. <laughs> Against your better judgment. Now I'm going to take the Falcons. Here's I don't... I want to take the Falcons here because, like you said, it's it's it looks like a trap. Everyone's going to be on the Panthers. But they look... Halfway competent, the Packers or the Panthers did. I know Teddy Bridgewater is like that sleeper fantasy quarterback right now. That's what I'm saying, dude. And they don't turn the ball over. They they don't beat you with big plays. They dink and dunk you. Five yards here, eight yards here, a 13 yard. Like you're never gonna get like a 75 yard touchdown pass, but you're gonna they're gonna slowly just break you down and that's what they did against the cardinals Mm -hmm. and i mean call me bias all you want but i think the cardinals are a better team than the falcons right now yes so as much as much as you said it looks like a trap a little bit i don't think it's enough of a trap for me to still want to take the panthers with the points with how bad the falcons have looked yeah so i'm on the panthers here you're on the Falcons, and you're gonna you want to play the over. I like the over okay. a lot. Yes. All right. So the Raiders at the Chiefs. The Chiefs minus eleven and a half. The over under is at fifty five. As we're recording Saturday, um, the Chiefs have had a positive c- 
COVID test. It's one of their assistant uh, coaches. Strength coach. Yeah, the strength coach. So with how weary teams have been, it hasn't been confirmed or anything like that that the game's going to move to another day or anything like that. So we're going to go as if this is going to be played tomorrow. Um, you already told me before we started recording, you like the Chiefs here, the minus 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Okay. Um, I don't think I can really disagree with you here. The Raiders have looked like the Raiders. We were kind of expecting the last couple weeks, um, after that two and zero start, which I think that that little shine from the Saints win is kind of worn off the Raiders. Oh yeah. Because they were being a little bit too respected as far as the lines were going um, these last couple weeks. And I think this is where it should have been. Um, I would probably go with the Chiefs here as well. Um, until someone can stop them, I'm not going to pick against them. Right. I mean, if our defense plays half as well as it has, I, I'll, I'll give it to our defense and bail us out of that last game. Right. You know what I mean? We struggled in the first half. And I'm you know, I'm a firm believer. Somebody probably had like a gazillion dollars on the Chiefs' first half because we never run the ball that much. And as soon as we came out of the second half, it was balls flying everywhere. Right. And I, I even told you after that game, like I was watching that game, and I had I had the uh, Chiefs with the points for the game. And I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like they were running the ball on first, second down pass. First, right. second down pass. And I'm like, what, are, what What? game plan is this? I've never seen the Chiefs right. run this much on first and second down. So I was, like you, I was like super confused as to what was going on. Um, but even like they had only, what was the score at halftime? Like 6-3? Yeah, I think it was 10, yeah, 6-3 or 10, 10 to 7. I know it was, it was like a close game. Yeah, it it was, was a close game. And then the Chiefs just turned it on and, and still right. covered a two-touchdown spread. Almost. Right. So... I don't think that happens this week. I think the Chiefs come out firing. Yeah, I don't think divisional. this game even will be that close. No, it be hasn't honest. been that close since the Raiders beat the Chiefs like two, three years ago on like Thursday night football. Right. Other, than, other than that, we've just been blowing them out of the water every single time. Yeah, we're, we're both on the Chiefs here. Um, I don't think there's really much else to say. Do you like any way on the, uh, the total there, 55? I mean, as I look at it right now, it's one of the highest totals of the week, if right. not the highest. Oh, no, the Vikings. It's the second highest total. Um, I would just take it just because, you know, of that fact. But just take the Chiefs, minus 11 and a half. The only reason I don't like the over on this game is that you're probably going to have to have the Chiefs score about 35 to 42 points here. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're going to have to rely on the Chiefs to do a lot of the heavy lifting, I think, in this game. I would play the under if I had to. I don't really like the total either way on this one. That's a really tough one for me. But I th- we're both on the Chiefs either way. Um, we will move on to the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Jumbo Jetlags. The Cardinals are minus seven. The over-under is 47 and a half. Like always, I will let you start with this one. As bad as your team let me down last week, and man, I teased them every which way. Can't lose by this. They won't do this. And they did that. They did exactly the opposite of what I needed. 
I'm going to take them minus seven. Even though Le'Veon Bell comes back. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are just horrific. I mean, so bad. And right. I don't even think Sam Darnold's starting. I think they put in Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco is playing this game So over Sam Darnold. You know, never mind. Joe Flacco's in there winning the Super Bowl. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't um, even realize Joe Flacco was their backup quarterback until he until he came in last Thursday night. Right, and he came in only for like a couple snaps because like Sam Darnold, Sam did come he, back. He finished yeah. the game, but I mean they struggled against a weary Broncos team, which still beat them by a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray bounce back. He's gonna have a huge game. Um, if the weather's nice, DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off. I'll take the seven all day. See, the thing is, though, like, Kyler didn't even have a bad game last week. The defense could not stop anyone. Mm -hmm. And when they gave Buda Baker that huge contract extension to make him the highest paid safety ever, did nothing. I was like, I was like, weird. I was like, okay, like, I know he's good, but. Weird. Right. I think I would have given Tyron Matthew that contract before I would have given it to Buda Baker. But him being out last week just shows how valuable he is in the middle of the field because they could not stop anything on third down. Third and seven, third and eight, just a little pass to the middle that, like, dude, it was rough to watch. It was so infuriating because I, like, like you, I think everyone was on the Cardinals again. And yeah. again, they let everyone down for two straight weeks. It's just what they do. They get everyone excited, and then they play down to their competition and lose games that they should win. Like, realistically, these assholes should be 4-0 right now. Right, with the talent they have. Yes, exactly. And with how good they look the first two weeks. Give me the Cardinals at the minus seven. Um, it's the Jets. These... I mean, these guys couldn't even beat a fucking college team at this point. And maybe, maybe Joe Flacco helps them, like, a little bit, like that veteran presence. That is the only reason I'm kind of like, eh, because, and they get Le'Veon Bell back, you know? If they can get a consistent run game going, you know? But Le'Veon Bell hasn't done anything all year or last year, so he's kind of like a whatever. Would you start Le'Veon Bell in fantasy this week? I already made him. I already put him back in over, over Mark Ingram. Okay. Because Mark Ingram is done nothing, and I'm thinking they're probably going to feed Le'Veon Bell a lot more. Yeah. But uh, as we talk about this, I'm probably going to switch it right back because <laughs> I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Um. Because you guys have like the 21st ranked run defense or something like that, and I'm just like, all right, well, hopefully, you know, you can expose that, but. Week in and week out, he does the opposite. It's like the Cardinals always have one bad day on one side of the ball. It's either have a really bad day on offense and the defense keeps them in the game, or the defense has a really bad day and the offense like kind of keeps them in the game. Like this game wasn't even close. The whole the whole game. It's like the Cardinals punched back and the Panthers punched them right back. Right. And the Panthers punched them again. Like twice, and the Cardinals would like punch back. So like the Panthers always had a nice little lead. Um, that's what I'm saying, man. Like I don't dislike this Panthers team as much as I thought that I would. They're even without Christian McCaffrey, they're looking good. They're man. surprising me a lot. Um, 
All right, so we're both on Arizona here at minus seven. We will move on to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh minus seven. The over-under is 44. I'm going to take the Eagles. Wow. I'm going to take the Eagles plus the seven. I'm telling you. win one game. No, it's not that. It's not that. I don't think the Steelers are as good as everyone thinks they are. I don't think I'm ready to give them that nod yet. Who have they played? You know what I mean? The Steelers have not played anybody worth anything yet. They beat the Texans. Um, Yeah, pull pull up their schedule real quick. They play the Giants. Okay. Great Trash. team. The Broncos. Great team. Almost lost that game. And the Texans. Yeah. So between those teams, there's one win. Between those three teams, there's one win. And who is that one win against? The Jets. The Broncos beat the Jets. That's that one win against those three teams. And the Steelers aren't exactly blowing these guys out either. Right now, it's actually pretty close. Oh, so, So, give me the Eagles plus the seven. I don't think the Steelers are that good yet. Um, Carson Wentz had a decent game last week. He looks like he's kind of starting to get it back. If the Steelers can win this game in convincing fashion, then yeah, maybe I'll start to believe in them a little bit. But until then, like I said, they haven't played anyone yet, and I'm not ready to lay a touchdown with them. I'm going to have to go the opposite. Which is fine. I I understand why. Like, it's it's the Steelers and the Eagles, you know, everyone's kind of, they're not believing in the Eagles, which is fine. They haven't played good either. I think the Steelers might have fans here this week. That's, okay. That was the rumor. The Eagles were known for beating the Niners. It was like statistically like they fucking own them. They're their daddies. That's right. like the only reason I took that pick last week. Mm-hmm. Just off of pure like, this is what happens. The Steelers' defense, regardless is talented. I mean, it, they got both the Watt brothers. They got, uh, what's that dude from the Dolphins? Minka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick in there. Big Ben came back. James Conner seems to be running the ball. The other guy, who's their backup running back? Uh, Benny Snell. Snell, I mean, he might take the, the starting job here soon. I think if they can keep the ball on their side and, and run the ball a lot and keep it possession of time on them, they'll cover this touchdown, if not a push. I'm, I'm taking the Steelers minus seven. See, okay, but here's the thing. The Giants, 26-16. Okay? Saquon 10 point win. Saquon was in there. But even then, Saquon had less rushing yards than Ben Roethlisberger had that game. Yeah. So Saquon <laughs> wasn't even, he a wasn't factor. even a factor. The Broncos, who are god-awful. 26 to 21. And actually almost won that game. And almost won that game. The Texans, 28 to 21. These guys aren't beating the brakes off of anybody. And the Eagles are, I mean, I guess you could, if, you know, the Deshaun Watson dick riders out there would probably say the Texans are still a better team than the Eagles, but the Eagles are the best team that they've played so far. Right. And they're barely beating these crappy teams by double digits. So, yeah, give me the Eagles plus seven. I like that one a lot, honestly. And like I said, until the Steelers just need to show me something. They haven't shown anything besides that they can beat up on bad teams, which is what you're supposed to do anyway. All right. So, 
and uh, they're not even beating them up. They're like, eh, well, we're going to beat you, but you guys are going to keep it close. But we'll eventually beat you yeah. at the end of the day. This might be interesting. Yeah. So I'm on the Eagles here. You are on the Steelers. Um, we will go into the Los Angeles Rams versus the Washington Washingtons. The Rams are minus seven point favorites. The over-under is 45 and a half. Is it me or is it this year? Is like the most big spreads you've ever seen. I've never seen like seven point favorites and up more than I have this year. For everything. Seems like for every game I'm like, and because <laughs> like, look at that. It's like the Arizona Cardinals, seven point favorites. Steelers, seven point favorites. Rams, seven point favorites. Chiefs, 11 and a half point. I mean, the only game we've gone over so far as not is the Atlanta Falcons, which is two point favorites. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at every other game and it's at least like, there's two games, two or three games that are less than a touchdown either way, which is kind of nuts. But uh, getting into the game, how do you not take the Rams here? Who did they? Who did they? Uh, who is Washington's backup that they just promoted? Uh, that Kyle Anderson was it? Kyle? No, not Kyle Anderson. He's a kid that took over. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. From yeah, Panthers. from from the Panthers last year. And I will say, he did show some promise last year. Obviously not enough promise for them to hold on to him and let him walk. But uh, this just sets up so well. So well for the Rams. That defensive line should be in that backfield all game, making things hard for him. This is already a Washington offense that is not very good anyway. No. And now you have to play the Rams with a new quarterback back there. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. See, I've been hot on the Rams. Right. I've been hot on the Rams. But they've kind of let me down a little bit. I think uh, Chase Young, he's on this team now. Yep. Yeah. I think he's going to be a big factor in this. The Rams O-line. He's hurt still. Really? He might not be playing. Yeah, Rams in. All day. <laughs> Rams by 14. Right. Okay, so if Chase Young plays... No, I'll still take the seven. Okay. They're just sucked. The Washington Washingtons. I mean, I'm actually hoping that Kyle Allen, like, God forbid, gets hurt. Like, you know, get Corona and let Alex Smith come in. I want to see Alex Smith. I want to see him come in. Like, I exactly... No, actually, I don't. Aaron Donald will just... Yeah, maybe not this week. Yeah, not this game. But I want to see Alex Smith come back in. So... Yeah, I'm on the Rams too. Minus seven, they're gonna get. They're gonna cover this spread. Um, yeah, just you're right. Back backup quarterback coming into an already crappy team to an already crappy situation. I just it doesn't look any better. No, especially if they're leading at half. I guess they're like 29 games straight. The Rams, if they're leading at half, they win. So we'll yeah, see. just it just looks like a game where the Rams should dominate. All right, we'll go into the Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are minus 12. The over-under is 50 and a half. This is a a tough one for me because you obviously should take the Ravens here. Obviously. I mean, it's a Heisman game. It is a Heisman game. You're right. How many Heisman people are in this game? Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, uh, Robert Griffin the <laughs> third, 
Mark Ingram. Yep. I know there's one more, right? Is Joe Mixon a Heisman? No. Okay, then we got four. We got four Heisman players playing in one game. It's kind of crazy. I mean... Give me the Bengals plus 12. Divisional I like the Bengals plus 12, too. Divisional game. Joe Bro got his first win. He's right on a high. Yep. I, you know what I mean? Baltimore Granted, it is against. it was against the Jags. Who cares? Okay. Give the man I, his, his due. Oh, absolutely. Due absolutely. The dude should have two, maybe even three wins already under his belt. I, as crazy as it sounds, like the Bengals have been competitive. The Bengals have been competitive in like every single game so far. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they can compete here. Right. And the offense looks actually pretty good. Right. So, I mean, if I was going to pick a side, I would take the over. 50 and a half? Yeah, it might be more of a shootout. Yeah. yeah. I, I see it ending like anywhere from like 28, 30 to... I see like 35, 21. Like something like that. Or like 35, 35, 24. Yeah, it'd have to be something. Like yeah, thirty-five, twenty-four. Yeah, and then you get the cover, and it still goes over. But yeah, I think the Bengals put up points. That means the Ravens are going to have to put up a lot of points. The Bengals probably should be able to make a couple stops here. They've seen Lamar Jackson a few a few times now. They should be able to game plan for him a little bit better. Twelve um, is just a big number. The Bengals aren't as bad as I don't think everyone thinks they are. Um, yeah. I think me and Chris are both on the Bengals here at the 12. We will move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Houston is minus 5.5. The over-under is 54.5. Again, the second time in one week, when is the last time you've seen a team that is 0-4 be favored? Not only be favored, but by a pretty big number. 5.5 is not a small number to cover. I think they just keep thinking that the Jaguars are just going to roll over and die. You know what I mean? Well, Everybody thinks they're tanking. Yeah. Well, I really think it's a not. little bit of that, and it's a little bit of the Deshaun Watson factor. Yeah, but I mean, you got the mustache over there, man. I, I you, agree with you. You know? I don't like to take teams that are 0-4 at a minus number ever. Who just lost their coach. Which actually, as crazy as, as it sounds, it might help them. Because yeah. <laughs> good God is Bill O'Brien a bad coach. So I'm going to take the Jaguars plus the five and a half. Yep, I like that. I definitely like that. Um, who, did, who did the Jaguars lose to? To the Dolphins. That's the game that I had to mess up. I put all my belief in Minshew. I think he's going to come out and beat them. And he's going to show... Last year... What was it? Last year two years ago? Yeah. This was a close game. It was a big shootout with... Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo- uh, no. Who was their quarterback for Nick Foles? Who the Jags? Boyle or... Yeah. Uh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. And that's when they had a good team. Um, yeah. 0-4 minus 5.5 doesn't make sense to me. You're right. Like, it just doesn't. Why would you... Why would the sports books do this? <laughs> I mean, unless they high, like, no, it's it's the Deshaun Watson thing. That's all it is. It's the Deshaun Watson factor. 
I get that if that we were in like week one, week two, maybe even week three. We're in week four, and the Sean Watson factor is zero and four. Or maybe they value Bill O'Brien being fired that much. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as it sounds, like maybe the offense gets a little bit more simple, and they don't go so crazy, and you know they they just like can actually can actually start moving the ball a little bit. I I still don't like it. I'll take the Jags. With the points. I'll take the Jags money line. Jags money line. Yeah, plus 200. Okay. All right. So we're both on the Jags at plus five and a half. Chris likes them on the money line. We'll move on to the afternoon games. We have the Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are minus eight. The over under is 51. Why are the Niners still getting so much respect by the books? I don't understand it. Garoppolo is supposed to come back this week. They just got Kittle back. They got that uh, one of their main wide receivers. Well, Kittle and that Debo wide receiver. Debo Samuel's back. They came You're back right. last game. Yeah. Clearly didn't help them at all. Nope. I get it. Their uh, quarterback situation was wishy-washy, but you now you get back your, your starting quarterback. Give me Fitzmagic plus eight. The way they looked last week, I don't care. Give me Fitzmagic plus. He's going to come in here and tear them up. He's playing for his job now, too. Right. Because, like, the rumblings are starting. Right. There's Tua. When are we going to see Tua? Yeah. And then Fitzpatrick needs to come out and be like, well, Tua's going to sit his ass on the bench because this is my team. Right. And I'm going to take the Niners down here or at least make it a close game. Right. Like, he has to – make this a close game, or else Tua will be starting next week. Yeah, give me the Dolphins plus eight on this. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, uh, they're still riding on the Niners from the Super Bowl. They're still waiting for them to get healthy. But this is not the same team as it was last year. How fast do they get Debo into the offense? How many snaps does he play? Is Garoppolo going to be effective? Are they rushing him back? High ankle sprains. Do not – they take a long time to heal. Right. And it kind of seems like they're in panic mode and there's like, no, like we need you sooner than you should be back. Right. So is he going to even be able to move? You know, it's like when Aaron Rodgers was playing on that bum ankle, you know, like he could not move out of the pocket. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Aaron Rodgers. No. You know what I mean? That's so, the arm. With you saying that, I like the under. I guarantee they run the ball a lot. On the Niners' side, at least. 49 and a half. With him not being able to move around and right. step out of the pocket a lot, there's going to be a lot of quick uh, just handoffs or a little dink and dunks, uh, screens. You know what I mean? It's Kittle not... will catch a ton of balls, and he's not exactly you know 45 yards down the field. Right. So we could see, yeah, like you're right. You could see a lot of scoring drives, but – that are going to take a lot of time off the clock. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I do like the under two. We're both on the under here. We're both on the Dolphins at the plus eight. Um, we will move on to which I to what I think is probably the best game of the week. The Isn't that crazy to say? <laughs> I was just looking at it. The before. Colts versus the Browns. It is a pick em at the moment. The over-under is 48. I I like the Colts a lot. The number one defense in the NFL right now. Their offense is clicking. But at home with fans. And they are looking real good right now. 
that Nick Chubb freaking Kareem. I know he's out, but now you got Kareem Hunt. I know. And now OBJ is finally mixed into the offense like he wasn't last year. That's a good pickup. Oh, man. Um, Jarvis Landry's looking good. That defense is playing well. The Browns kind of just seem like they have put it all together right now. And just for that reason, because they're home, because they have a little tiny bit of an advantage with the fans, I will take the Browns here. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. They're still the Browns. I don't care how what flashes they show. Every year they have a flash. They do this. They do that. They Last week, they put up 48 against the worst defense in football, the Cowboys defense, which every team who's played them put up. 48 points. Which is fine. Points. Which is fine. I totally get that. And I, almost blew it. And of of nothing less than a miracle of Odell Beckham's runaround that he broke a tackle and ran it for 50. They were about to get sacked for a loss right there. And the Cowboys looked like they were about to come back and win another game like they did against the Falcons. Well, yeah. like I'm not saying the Browns are going to blow the Colts out of the water. No. You know, but I think it's going to be a close game. And I think the Browns can edge it out. Just by, like, the slimmest of margins. The only way I see the Colts losing this is if Phillip Rivers reverts back to Phillip Rivers and throws, like, three picks. In Which game. he could. Which he could. But he hasn't really done that since game one. No, you're right. So I think he's kind of figuring it out not to be so aggressive and, like, I got to make this play mm-hmm. or else I'm out. Which was, I feel like that's how he felt in San Diego. Yeah. He's like, I got to win this game or else I'm out. Well, guess yeah. what? You lost him the game. And the writing out. was definitely on the wall for so, Rivers in uh, San Diego or LA. Give me the Colts plus one, man. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of money on the Browns for the same reason you're saying. They mm-hmm. look like good. They look like they're putting it together. And I, I think the Colts defense will shut down Baker Mayfield's running game. I mean, Baker Mayfield's throwing against OBJ and Jarvis Landry. And yeah. Look, I mean, I hope I'm wrong here. I really do like the Colts. Um, I hope they have a good year. But 3-2 is not a death sentence. The Browns are at home. They're 2-0 at home. Like I said, like, I think the them having fans just a little tiny bit of an advantage. And, and in a yeah. game that's probably going to be close, you take any advantage you can get. But uh, we're on the opposite sides of this one. Chris is on the Colts. I am on the Browns. We will move on to the 125 game. The New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is minus 8.5. The over-under is 53. Give – get oh, man. I don't even want to say it. Give me the Giants. Oh, man. It's like you have to, right? Because the Cowboys' defense is just – They're atrocious. atrocious. I mean, regardless of who's playing on the other side of that ball, they're going to put up points. It looks like the first three games have showed that. The first four games have showed that. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, give me the Cowboys minus eight. Yeah, I I don't blame you for that. You know, as much as I hate to say this right now, like, and I don't want to be on the opposite, because my better judgment says, no, this defense is trash. I think they get it together. I think they're on the hot block, hot seat right, right now of how bad their defense is. Look, been. and the Giants are bad, but they're not 0-16 bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they can keep a game close. 
I, you know, like it just feels like there's one or two games where they're going to be able to keep it close enough that they're going to have a chance to win. And with how bad this Cowboys defense is, to cover eight and a half, I can see the Giants putting up like 28 points in this game. You know what I mean? And Dak is having a great year. As, as much as I don't like giving that guy credit, he has, to. He, ha- he has to get the credit right now. He is on a tear. But it's the same. Like, they're one and three for a reason. They were one onside kick for being home four. Exactly. But the Falcons just don't know the rules of the NFL, apparently. Yeah. So, as much as it hates, it sucks on both sides. Right. Because either way, you do not feel good about this game. Don't bet this game. <laughs> yeah. Stay as far away from this game as possible. Um, need, needless. Take the over. 53. 53, yeah, <laughs> I think you have to take the over. It'll probably go over after the by the first half. 116-point game. God. Um, yeah, if you're going to play a side, I definitely think the over is the way to go. But other than that, um, for the sake of the pick, I'm on the Giants. Chris is on the Cowboys. We will move on to the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus 7. The over-under is 57. This is another thing. This is another game that looks weird. It looks super weird. Because you and I have been extremely high on Seattle the first few weeks. I love them. But as the games have gone on, their defense is just as suspect as the Cowboys. They have They are giving up a ton of points every week. And if it wasn't for Russell Wilson having the best year of his entire career, they would not be 4-0. No. Nope. So... This is the first time this year I'm going to go against Seattle and I'm going to take the Vikings with the points. I'm on a lot of dogs this week. That scares the shit out of me. See, I was on that last week. I did a lot of dogs like the Lions and the jo- the Dolphins against the Seahawks yeah. and, and the Falcons and, and then it all just bit me in the butt. See, but there, do you think... The Vikings are a worse team than the Dolphins. Because if you do, that's what this line is saying. The line is saying that the Vikings are worse than the Dolphins because the Dolphins were, what, five and a half? Yeah. And the Vikings are getting a full touchdown. And they won last week. So they got a little confidence coming into this week. You know, I don't think the Vikings are as bad as their record says it is, honestly. They played a few really bad games. I will give you that. But they're not that bad. And the Vikings, or the Seahawks defense, is going to bite them in the ass one of these weeks. Oh, I hate this game so much because, like, you know it's going to be high scoring. It's a, it's the highest over of the whole week. And right. it only went up from 56 and a half to 57. Mm-hmm. And I love the Seahawks so much. I just want to take them. I want to, like, they, they, the line even, even suggests that. Open at six and a half, went to seven. So it's showing. To take them, I hate this. I'm going to ride with you. Minnesota covers the seven and the over. As much as I don't want to take that, they can't keep covering these spreads, right? Like, with the way they defense is Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, Like, they they can't. can't, They can't keep covering touchdown spreads when their defense is so, so bad. And they're missing Jamal uh, Jamal Adams still. 
So. Oh yeah, definitely take. Yeah, take the Vikings. And it says it's gonna be a rainy game. Rainy games usually are close. Ra- rainy, oh, crappy like, field games. I don't even like the over anymore. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's projected. It's projected to be rain. There's supposed to be a lot of rain all over the place this weekend. Um, the Eagles, Steelers supposed to be rain. Rams, Washington supposed to be rain. Bengals, Ravens supposed to be rain. So, yeah, I like uh, I like the Vikings. You are you on the Vikings? I'm gonna take the all Vikings. All right, you're on the Vikings with me at plus seven. And we will move on. As of right now, it is the Broncos at the Patriots. We do not have a line out because we do not know if Cam Newton is playing or not. Um, you got to imagine, though, like, if Cam does play, this will probably be, like, a seven-point spread. Okay, so there is an early line out. Um, the Patriots are minus eight. And that's saying if Cam Newton plays. Yeah. If Cam Newton plays, I am willing to take the Patriots at the eight. Yes, I, I agree with that. But I also like if Stidham starts, he looked yeah, decent in the end of that game. Eight points decent though. Over a quarterback list Broncos, you know, on the road against a really good defense in the Patriots who, you know, almost came into Arrowhead and and won. Yeah, but even, like, we said, though, that the Chiefs were not playing their brand of football. Yeah. And when they started to play their brand of football, they won pretty convincingly. Well, and that's my, that's my point here, though, is that the Denver Broncos don't have a brand of football. So what are they going to do against a decent defense? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm going to take the Patriots either way. If it's Stidham that starts, the number will go down. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots. I just I don't like the Broncos. They have, other than Melvin Gordon, running the ball really good for them, they have nothing. Yeah. And they have nothing. I mean, again, they beat the Jets. And they didn't even beat them, like, convincingly. No. It was a close game throughout. It's right. kind of a, like a little bit of a. It was definitely a slugfest. Get, yeah, give me the give me the Patriots at the minus eight if Cam plays. If Stidham plays, like I said, the number will still be favoring the Patriots. Um, but Belichick will do enough to make sure that Stidham doesn't play without or outside of his ability. Right. Belichick is one of those guys that. And I love coaches like this. They're the coaches that say, don't tell me what these guys can't do. Tell me what these guys can do. And then that's why Bill Check is so successful because he can take what someone does well and he maximizes that. He doesn't make someone do stuff right. that they can't do. Right. So, yeah, either way, Stidham or Cam, we're both on the Patriots here. Um, we'll move on to the second Monday night game. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Nolan Saints. New Orleans minus eight and a half. The over under is 50 and a half. Um, Michael Thomas supposedly supposed to be back for the Saints. Um, but eight and a half for a team that hasn't looked very good. Again, I'm like a day and a half here. 
I like the eight and a half. And Justin Herbert looks pretty freaking good. He gave Tom Brady a run for his money. Right. You know, if he it, gave the Chiefs a run for their money. That's always a question. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't care about Michael Thomas. What is he going to get him? Five more, six more yards a play? Like he doesn't. He's not a factor to me. Granted, yes, he was like the best wide receiver. Blah blah blah. I don't know if I wouldn't call him a non-factor, but I I don't think he's enough to warrant laying eight and a half. I think we have another old ass quarterback that's going to get exposed by a young defense that will pass rush him very well. Yeah. And I don't think they have fans there yet, so the whole dome factor isn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, when when the Chargers went down to the Buccaneers, they had fans. Mm-hmm. Now the Chargers are going to go into a, a, you know, a dome, so weather's not a factor, fans aren't a factor. You have an old quarterback who isn't as mobile. I think they're going to get to him a lot. So give me the Chargers here, plus eight and a half. I think Herbert, now he's for sure their starter, announced it that yeah. it's his job going forward. He's yeah. got to prove that he can keep up with the big boys. I think he has so far. He hasn't exactly had an easy go of it so far. Right. And he's been competitive. He faced the best team in the NFL. And if it wasn't for Butker, who has been fucking horrible, horrible since by the that way, game. fucking asshole, that guy's. Cost a lot of people. He's like, money. he's so fucking weird when he's when he has to kick these little chip shots. He sucks, but put him across the fucking world. Dude, sign another kicker then. Let like, this guy kick long field goals, and then someone that can actually kick us an extra point. Because man, he has been horrible. Oh my god! Since that game against the Chargers, but yeah, like Herbert has gotten Mahomes and Tom Brady. His first two freaking starts. Like, that is not an easy task. So. And Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater, you're right. He kind of looked bad against them. But again, we both were kind of thinking that the Panthers might not be as bad as everyone thought they were. Right. So, yeah, give us uh, us the Chargers plus the eight and a half here. Yeah, I'll take the eight and a half all day. Um, another game, first time I think football has been on a Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, ever. That's, yeah. that's weird. The Do you have a line on yours? Because I don't know. No, it doesn't even show. All right, so. Because I heard it was like a, it's still like a maybe. If no more test positive. Right. Then they will have it Tuesday. Yeah. So. So we're not going to get too much into this game. Um, just because we don't know. Give me the Bills. Whatever the line is, I'm taking the Bills. I'm not taking the Titans. I hate the Titans. You love the Titans. Whatever the line is, I don't care. If it's hey, I like both of these teams. I know, but give me the Bills. I'll need to see the line. The line will have a lot of bearing for me in the way this game goes. I'm going to guess that the Bills will be slight favorites here. Slight favorites. Like five and a half? That's slight to you. I mean, everything else is seven or eight. Yeah, I guess in this year's NFL, that is a (laughs) slight number. Um, No, I could see the Bills being a field goal favorite here. That's what I see. But, um, yeah, I would need to see the line. I guess by the time that it comes out, we will – we'll put it on, like, Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
follow us at the Trap Game Podcast. The Instagram. Trap Game Podcast Instagram. We don't really post on Twitter as much as we should. Right. Um, we need to get better at that. Yeah. You can follow us on our Instagrams too. Um, mine is the Re- real Marcus K. We got Crooks and Smith for Mister Smith over here. Um, yeah, follow us. We've been hot. Um, let's go into our super locks of Ooh. the week. This is a hard Seven one. and one. This is a hard slate. Um, the pressure's on. I'm undefeated in these. You so are undefeated. Like, so you I need like, to keep it up. I gotta. Man, I don't like these at all. I'm not even this good when I bet my own money, guys. <laughs> like, literally. I'm not this good, because if I was this good, I'd be rich. Right. Like, I would have turned $100 into a billion by now. I don't even he's, know. He's just stalling, because he doesn't know what his life is. I have no idea. Is. I'm literally <laughs> looking at the slate right now, and my favorite pick, I basically talked myself out of it. So now I'm here, and we're just going to sing lullabies together while I figure this out. I'll go first then. My lock of the week, we are going back to them for the second week in a row. Give me the Eagles plus seven. Yeah, I knew you were going to take that. I love them. When you're like, I really like this game, I knew you were going to take I love that. the Eagles here. This is a good spot for them to show that they aren't as bad as everyone thinks they are. They are not bad enough. To be a touchdown underdog. And the Steelers haven't showed anything yet. Shit, you give the Jets that schedule, they might have had a win too. I'm sorry. My favorite pick here might be the most bet pick this week. And I'm like, that's what worries me. If you like it, you like it. Well, last week I... I liked it, and I took it off, and it didn't win. Okay. I'm torn. I'm torn between two games. I'm going to give out two. I'm giving out two locks. Two locks of the week, all right? If I lose both, then, you know, there goes my record. But I'm giving out two mortal locks, two of them, people. The L.A. Rams, minus seven, going into the Washington Washingtons. Take the Rams all day, minus seven. Okay. And you're going to be surprised in this one. I took them earlier in the year as the big trap game. Yep. Give me the Colts. Okay. They're plus one. I think they win the game. I like them both. The only reason I'm not like so like crazy on the Rams is just because the whole casino thing. The casinos don't lose, and everybody's going to be betting on this game. I can guarantee you all the money will be on the Rams, and it's something stupid's going to happen. But – if the world is at peace, give me the Rams minus seven and the Colts plus one winning the game outright. Those are my two locks of the week. All right. So we are on the Eagles at plus seven, the Rams at minus seven, and the Colts. I have them in a pick em. You have them at plus one. It probably won't get away from that too much. So there are the locks, folks. Um, who, which one do you lean more towards? Like, of course, the Rams. Okay. Like, of course, like, that's my favorite one. Yeah. But just being a sports betting person, I understand how, like, yesterday, guess what? You know what the whole world was on, people? The Yankees and the Lakers. 
I don't know how many people, including me and Mark here, yeah. bet that exact same parlay, <laughs> that exact yeah. same thing. Guess what they both lost. And you know why they both lost? Because it was the most public thing to bet on in the entire world yesterday. And the casinos went, nah, sorry, we're just going to take all your money. And that and shit did. happens. And they I did. mean, who gives the ball to Danny Green, who hasn't made a shot all fucking night, and put the game on his back? Not somebody in their right fucking mind does, because yeah, the yeah, play was right. perfect. LeBron drew in five defenders <laughs> going into the hoop, left his whole team open, and he kicks it out to Danny. I thought when he kicked it out to him, he was going to kick it out to somebody else. But no, this bum takes the shot. And then Morris, I don't know what the hell he did. He probably got the call from the casino and said, "Hey, just you know, you throw the game. game. Yeah, just throw the game out. Of, you know." So that shit happens, people. It's the only reason I'm iffy about it. But I love the Rams minus seven and the Colts, but the Rams more. All right, guys. Well, there it is. Week five picks. Um, like we said, once we get more news about the Bills and Titans, and I guess the Patriots and Broncos. Um, we'll update for sure, but, uh, all, as always, thank you for listening and hopefully we keep our heater going yes, sir. and, uh, let's, let's win some money tomorrow. Um, yeah, the trap game podcast on Instagram, Twitter, let us know what you guys think. Let us know what your guys' locks are for the week. We'd love to hear them. Um, who do you guys think is going to win the world series now that we have? our final four right do you think the heat can come back yeah let us know guys um we will see you hopefully monday all right see you later